Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP. In today's episode, we're going to talk NBA, the drama that's been going on in the NBA, in particular in Chicago and Philly, and even more surprisingly, in Utah. We're also going to break down that Golden State Warriors beatdown that they received from the Toronto Raptors, and we're going to discuss whether the Raptors are for real or not. In our music table discussion, we're going to break down the top five most underrated hip-hop producers of all time. Me and Ian will give you some good honorable mentions as well as we break down our top producers. Also, we're going to be resurrecting the Ain't Nobody Coming to See You Otis Award segment of our show. Who's it going to be? Keep listening and you'll find out. And the only way you'll find out is if you grab some popcorn, some nachos, some Mike and Ike's, a Kit Kat bar, a Twix, whatever you eat in your spare time. Enjoy it while you listen to these vibes. We back, we back. Am I live? We are live. We are live. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I'm live from Burbank, baby. <laughs> yo, I'm live from, uh, where am I at, man? I'm on 147th of Harvey, man. I think this is Harvey. Okay, you in Harvey? Oh, man. Uh, let me see. Only one, only one place comes to mind when I think Harvey. And I refuse to mention it on this podcast. Oh, I, I, think, I think I know what he's talking about. <laughs> hey, hey, they got they got two for five there too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Not gonna get fired today though. We got a we got an interesting show for you. Uh, got a uh, quick shout out. I want to shout out my homie Javon Hill. He's a big listener of the show. Oh, I told him I was going to shout him out a couple of weeks ago. I forgot to do it last week, so I owed him. Absolutely, man. Shout out to the big homie Vaughn, man. Hey, man. Kicking butt in Fantasy League, you know. He kicked my butt a couple of weeks ago, so, you know, he doing his thing, man. J- Javon's a faithful listener. He tried to put his, he was trying to put it, he told me he was trying to put his wife on to the show. <laughs> she was like, who, who, who are they? He like, you ain't, you ain't listening? It's Rodney, man. It's Rodney. <laughs> you, you know who they are. <laughs> hey don't front on us don't front on us we see y'all out there in these streets she didn't know who he was because it was the cuddy episode oh <laughs> <laughs> she's like who is this <laughs> like, it's cuddy baby <laughs> it's cuddy <laughs> dude, dude you nailed that man you nailed that i'm like i'm like man this dude obviously been practicing this man you nailed that impression I know I was listening to Cuddy, man. <laughs> hey, man, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, man. Of all, that's one of the fa- that's one of my favorite scenes of all time, man. <laughs> hey, real quick, bringing home the ghosts. 
real quick, <laughs> I wanna I wanna send a shout out to all those visiting speakers that when they stay for hospitality, they bring their whole family, their mother-in-law, sister-in-law, <laughs> and and the dude that they just brought into the truth. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? You took the words right out of my it mouth. I was going to send that exact same shout out, dude. Man, what's going on with that, man? Like, like, look, man, we, we always do hospitality. You know, we take turns every week. Each field service group takes a take turn. Right, right. Man, you know, we ain't got no time taking you out. You got kids. We got them covered, too. You know what I'm saying? Even if they, you know, on the grown side. But yeah, you, you, you came with your mother-in-law. You came with your wife's sister or your wife's friend. And you came with your... With the dude you just ate it in the truth who clearly still has a problem looking at the sisters lecherously, like I, I just <laughs> Yeah. Not not a good look. Not a good look. Man, yo, like just you know, and I do I'm bogus, I'm extra bogus, man. I be at the restaurant, I tell I tell the straight the uh the waiter uh off top, hey, hey, these two we got we got you savage like that, yeah. These other people, these other people, we ain't got them. They, they, they want part of the deal. But these two, this guy right here and his wife, yeah, we got them. <laughs> man, dude, you savage. Hey, dude, you gotta be, man. Gotta I usually be. do it discreetly. I usually be. just pull the waitress. I try to pull the waitress inside like this. That sister right there with the big earrings, that's my wife. That brother right there, kind of chubby. Got the, uh, yeah, with the chubby wife with the yeah, yeah, she got that church hat on. Yeah, just just us four on the receipt. Okay, okay, okay sir, thank you. Now, you know Boom. why? You know why? You know why I put them on blast in public? Because when the time when the time comes to pay the bill, they will front on you in public. Oh, they will. So if you, I've seen it happen. If you have the balls and the guts to front on me in public, I have the balls and the guts to put you on blast in public. That's how that works. <laughs> Hey, we've established it from the gate. We, we established from the gate. Uh, we, we, we definitely let them know like we only paying for your family or your you and your wife. That's it. And we established that from from jump. Hey man, y'all stop doing that out there. I'm gonna throw another shout out on top of your shout out. All right. So, and this one, you know, brothers, I I guilty of doing. If you are the visiting speaker, shouts out to the brothers that think they can select the location they want to eat to the congregation that they giving the talk at. Oh, no. Big shouts out to y'all. Stop being disrespectful. No oh, man, it takes a lot of fan to do that, man. Who? I've never, I've never had that happen. Yeah, uh, it's happened. I've it's happened before. Now, I, I might have somebody tell me, hey, my wife has a seafood allergy, something like that. Okay. That's different. We'll work within those parameters. But right. dictate the restaurant? I want to go here. No, nah, man. No, nah, be No. Nah. That ain't how it's going down. Like, you you, you, you either going here or you going to take this, this dub and go home. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whether we take you to White Castle, uh, McDonald's, whatever, you know, the... You don't know what field service group. You don't know what type of people I got in field service group. Certain brothers, they got, you know, big ballers and shot callers in their field service groups. While I got, you know, every field service group is built differently. And you got some, you got some, oh, shouts out to some of to, to the friends that don't want to contribute to hospitality. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll give them a pass if they, if I, if, you know, if I know they're struggling, like I know they're on a fixed income. But, but people, oh, yeah, 
people who like you you know they pulling in six you figures. know them the ones i'm talking about not the ones i i, I know that's struggling right. but the ones that that you know for sure they they, <laughs> they driving two good good cars right the kids is decked out in, in all the polo you know what i'm saying looking like a low light <laughs> and, and, and then and then when it comes time to contribute oh i'll bring plates No, you don't select them to, to bring plays. They they volunteer themselves to bring plays. No, I, I, right. I, I don't select them to bring plays, but I'll say, hey, this is a list of things we need. We need pop. We need lasagna. We need greens, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I, I bring plays. Like, what? <laughs> no, we get. Yeah, driving around in the bins. All you can bring is a, is a $3 pack of plates? <laughs> I place $3? Man, they got Dollar Tree, man. You can get a pack of thirty for a dollar. Hey, man, I'm, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being uh, liberal with my estimate here. But I, right, I know, you know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, that, that's that's bogus, man. We we can make a whole entire show about this one topic. My wife, my wife keeps trying to get me to get the brothers to do a local needs on just like hospitality and just being just general decency and, and, and how to go about it, man. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's the congregation need or, or, or what. But. Yeah, because, you know, because then, because you got a lot of people don't mind. People will contribute for hospitality and go out for hospitality more than they will go out service. That's so another problem. That's another problem. <laughs> Uh, the hospitality thing, I think I feel like there are articles on that. But if the congregation, if 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 eighty percent of the congregation is doing good, then you know, and then the other twenty percent, they're gonna feel like, oh, it's like that, like. <laughs> so, because it's not, you know, most congregations, we friends here, we we like to contribute. You know, we love to serve each other, man. It's just sometimes there's rules and regulations that comes with the territory. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, just just general principles. Just, we live by principles. You know, don't do nobody, don't do nobody the way you wouldn't want to be done. You know. Right, right. But let's get into so, sports, man. I can talk. Yeah, about yeah. Sports. Enough with the with, enough with the hospitality drama, man. We about to talk about the drama in this sports. Yo, I, I've done this before. Hot topic comes up. This goes right in front of what we already had in the in the rotation. I want to talk about the Toronto Raptors. Mm. I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors. Did you see that spanking that the Raptors put on the Warriors last night? I did not see it. I wish I did though. Um, what was I doing last night? I oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, you mean <laughs> about last night? <laughs> um, no, I did not see. I saw. Without Kawhi, and they beat them convincingly. I don't without Kawhi Leonard. I don't even know what the story is here. Like, is the story how how what the Warriors did wrong, or is the story like how cold the Raptors are? Like, no, because the story is how cold the Raptors are. They 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 just came off blowing out the Clippers the night before in L.A. The Clippers were at one point the best team in the West. For like a couple of weeks until Steph Curry got back. Steph Curry gets back. Golden State looked like they back on track. And then here, here comes the Raptors who are on a 
four game. I think they are on a four game road trip, which is was supposed to be a difficult road trip. Now they're already two and zero, and they beat two of the toughest teams that they had to come across in the West in Golden State and L.A. But the Golden State game last night, I'm gonna just break it down to. Wait, you they know. were. I thought they played in Toronto last night. No, they played in Golden State. They played in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and that that was that game where KD hit that crazy shot in the corner over Kawhi Leonard to force overtime. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then, you know, Toronto ended up winning that game. So they beat Golden State on their home court without Kawhi. Without Kawhi. Wow. Without Kawhi. And it was convincing. It, it was like Kyle Lowry played the best game. I've seen him play in a long time. They had no answer for him. Danny Green was balling. Serge Ibaka was balling. Now, Serge got, Serge got dunked on pretty nasty by KD in the first half. But that was really the only highlight on Golden State side the whole game. Klay Thompson was off. Steph Curry, he, I, think they, I think Toronto came up with a perfect game plan. They pretty much had Danny Green post up Steph Curry the whole entire game. And Steph, it took a lot out of Steph Curry offensively because now he's got a guard to be physical with Danny Green. Whoever thought Danny Green would be a post-up player, but man, he's posting he's posting up Steph Curry looking like Rasheed Wallace down low. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know they they Siakam was balling, uh Van Fleet was balling. Like they had no answer for for Toronto. Every time it seemed like Golden State was gonna get on a run, Toronto just came up with a, with with answers to many of the questions, and, and they were just they were just scoring bucket after bucket. It seemed like they couldn't miss. That's how it was looking. Yeah, Golden State. Sometimes what happens when when a team knows they're playing a, a, a really good team and they're they're coming in as the underdog. You know, they, they that's enough to give them that extra umph and be like, man, nobody believes in us. We know we can compete. Let's let's right. and ball out. You know, like right now the Raptors, they they are playing like a almost like a Frankenstein team of like it's like they took the best of other teams and they combined it into <laughs> the squad they currently have into some sort of super team. And when I say Frankenstein, I, I mean that in a positive way. It's like Okay, so you took two guys from the Spurs that really had a lot of gifts, you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of assets. You threw them on there. You, you traded out a guy who had motivation problems for a guy who is a severe upgrade, uh, extreme upgrade on both ends of the ball. You got uh, you, you pulled in Serge Ibaka a couple years ago from the Thunder. Um, well, really, nothing else. I mean, a new coach. Yeah, new coach. I, I was going to say a lot of it is coaching too. Um, maybe he's just a better, uh, um, you know, counter coach than, than Dwayne Casey. Whereas Dwayne Casey, I don't know if, if if it was a case like he didn't have a plan, like to counter a team like the Warriors, or it, he just had a hard time getting the players motivated, or they weren't listening to him. I don't know. But that was also good coaching as well. Well, he's a product, uh, San Antonio spur product. So you know, again, it goes back to what I was saying last week how the Spurs organization developed not only just great talent, but they, great coaching staffs too. And they go other places and be successful. So, um, But you know what was interesting too? Man, Golden State Warriors fans were leaving the building in the third quarter. That's how bad that spanking was. Wow. 
<laughs> they were leaving. Like they like, man, we can't watch this. This is this is awful. This is terrible. They they turned into <laughs> Miami Heat fans, huh? They turned into Miami Heat feet. Yeah, Miami Heat fans in reverse. Because usually Miami Heat fans don't get there until the third quarter, and then <laughs> they watch the rest of the game. Remember that one game? That one game in the finals where they they started leaving early. Oh, uh, yeah, game six against the Spurs. Yep. Yeah, game six, and, and Ray Allen hit the three, and all the fans were trying to hurry up and come back in the building, and they wouldn't let them back in. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was that's you know you ain't a true fan you know you watch your team you, you you live with your team you die with your team you know yeah and you know Golden State Warrior fans y'all won what three out of the last four years y'all can't take a little bitty little little blowout like this y'all can't sit through that while y'all sit and watch your team whoop everybody by forty every night come on man <laughs> come on man. But getting back to the Raptors, man. I, hey, man, I'm, I'm I'm inching very close to put something on wax on this show. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go there. I'm not, it's not a. It's not about the Raptors. It's not about the Raptors, oh, though. Oh. It's not about the Raptors. I'm about to start making final predictions. Man, I'm getting close, dude. I, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I don't think it's a runaway. Uh, it's, it's it's not going to be a runaway thing for Golden State to win a title this year. I think they're going to have they're going to have issues trying to win a title this year. It, I think it's going to be harder than last year. Absolutely, absolutely. You got you got Lance Stevenson in the West. You know, right? There. <laughs> you get oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Stop the present. Stop the present. Did you see? Did you see? Did you see the play? I did earlier I'm this throw, week. I'm gonna throw a little. I'm gonna throw a little uh, dedication that play on at the end of the show, man. I'm <laughs> Please do, please do, because that was classic. Did you see Bill? I mean, uh, Luke Walton's face. Yes. <laughs> Dude, he looked. He looked horrible. He he was so disgusted. I, I was like that, and you know what? It's his fault. You know why? Because Lance don't get enough playing time. Yeah. And this is what happens when you keep a guy who's a firecracker on the bench. When you finally put him in, he's exploding. Instead of just inserting him into the starting lineup, he'll play more under control. That's what happened in Indiana last year. He was in the starting lineup, and he played under control. Yep, and they balled out. <laughs> so you got you keep this man on the bench. I, I, I looked up, uh, I, I forgot who the Lakers played one night. And he only played one minute. Yeah, they they messing up, but but you you're right, you're right. Golden State they got to get through Lance Stevenson at some point in the postseason. Um, you got a uh, um, dude, man. You got Denver balling. You got um, you know Portland. They still out there. Utah. Uh, Utah. They. I don't know if they're gonna get it together this year. I, I really you don't. For them, but. That was one of your picks, man. Yeah, well, I know. I had them at number three. I had them at number three. But. <laughs> You know, I don't know, man. They, they injuries is, is really getting out on it. The refs don't seem like you saw. I'll put it that way. Well, we'll get into that uh, later on too, because uh, this Rudy Gobert situation kind of interesting. Uh, Dallas bouncing back, man. I'm, I'm happy for my Dallas Mavericks, man. That was yeah, one Dallas of my wild cards. Looked, Dallas looks good. They they might get in there as a nice little defense HC. Real Ooh. quick, real, real quick question for you. Because I know how you are with Caucasian players. 
<laughs> do you believe in Luka Doncic? I do for now. I do for now. Um, let's see. You know, let's see where he's at in four to five years, though. Okay. You giving him a four to five year window? Yep. Yep. I think he'll be good for the next four to five years. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see. Like, but dude, he is a he is a stat machine right now. Oh yeah, and and he's getting buckets late, like in clutch situations. He had a game against Houston where he scored the last ten points. He did like a a Tracy McGrady type explosion with time running out. He he killed it, man. Yeah, I like how he's built. Like I like how he, I like physically the type of player he is, and how he uses his his, his physicality, his physical assets. I like how he, you know, I like how he plays, man. He he, you know. I was going to bring up Kevin Love, how he was a sad machine at the beginning of his career, but we saw how that panned out. So, yeah, I hope the same thing doesn't happen with him. As long as he's not on the same team with LeBron James, he'll be all good. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. You you are very right about that. You are very right about that. Like like he plays like a dude. Like okay, I'm a short guy. I'm I'm like five 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 six. Um, you know, I know you 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 pretty short too. It's like. What I would do if I had the height of one of these guys, one of these seven footers, dude, I would, I, I would be out there clowning, dude. I'd be the world's tallest point guard, man. Like, <laughs> I'd be out there clowning, man. Like, to have that height and then to be able to use it right and to be kind of like this swift army knife type player where you can do more than one or two things. Right. That's rare, that's rare. and that's what I see in Donkey. Yeah. So, 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 Golden State got their work cut out. They got a lot of teams that they got to worry about in the West. It's not gonna be easy, man. <laughs> it's not gonna be easy. But not not saying they're not gonna win a championship this year. But I think their chances are getting. I st- I'm still waiting to see what happens with Demarcus Cousins. I'm gonna wait until Demarcus Cousins get inserted into the lineup, and they're 20 games in with them, and then I'll put something on wax. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm tempted, dude. I'm tempted. We're going to have to do a, a midway, uh, a mid-season prediction, man, like once, once we get there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's get to this Philly drama, man, because I was on the original outline. And B, not happy. Did you hear Did you hear the reports that he wasn't happy about how he's been being used since Jimmy Butler's gotten there? Yeah, I, I hear the reports, man. Um, you know that's 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 the issue to take up with the coach. Yeah, um, you, you know you have to expect your role to change a little bit when you get a guy like. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's Embiid's uh, uh, lack of experience coming through. Like, you know, because I, I expect both him and Simmons' role to change a little bit. Huh? Well, maybe not so much Simmons, but definitely in B's role, we're going to turn when they got quiet Jeff Butler. Right. Um, you know, these things are expected, you know what I mean? But, like, the question at the end of the day, are you winning? Are you exactly. Winning? Are, you, are, y'all, are y'all clocking more wins with Jimmy Butler than y'all were without him? Because if you are, shut up. <laughs> Put up a shut up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really what it boils down to. It's, it's, you know, I said the same thing about Cal Lowry. When he was when he was pissing and moaning to the media about the De- Rosen being traded, it's like yeah, but you got Kawhi Leonard. Yep, I would take Kawhi Leonard over De Rosen any day, and Danny Green. Like, like, you know, why are you complaining? Like, like, 
you know, you're better. You're clearly a better team with the with the guy you got in the past. So. I, I I smell something, man. It smell it's. I, I smell something that smell like Otis. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> it smell like Otis, man. <laughs> It's that cologne that he wearing, man. It, it, you know, <laughs> man, Otis me wearing some some nice cologne, bro. You know what I mean? He put it on that splash, suit. It be splashing on people, man. It be getting the all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He wearing Essence of Otis. <laughs> essence of Otis. <laughs> yep. Hey, man. I'm going to get on Kyle Laurie later in the show. But, Yeah. Just getting back to Embiid, what what makes me mad about hearing this is that what's going on, man? Good, good, good. Sorry, saw one of the uh, folks. You know I got a record, man. <laughs> I just saw one of the folks. You know, what I mean? he came up on you like I want some tea. No, 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 no. He 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 posting up. He posting up. So yeah, I just had to uh, make sure he. He got the two for five out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make sure he's doing what he's doing, what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> he doing, he holding it down, though. He holding it down. But yeah, uh, the one thing that made me mad about the Joel Embiid is complaining is that, you know, Jimmy Butler's hit two game winners. He's been nothing but uh, a blessing to y'all franchise. You guys weren't winning. Y'all wasn't winning road games, they were only winning home games. They were kind of, you know, up and down. It was making, you know, it kind of looked at like Toronto was all by themselves in the East. And everyone else was just mediocre. And then Jimmy Butler gets there. And now they're playing 10 times better. Now, Jimmy's been hurt the last few games. So, but but even then, they still look, they just lost without Jimmy uh, last night. So, they look back to how they was looking earlier this season. So it's it, it, Joel and B's got to realize that you know you have to change your game to complement someone who just got added to your squad. And if you can't change your game, then what type of professional or what type of example are you showing? You're, you're you've been there long. You've been. How long has Embiid been in the league? What? This is his fourth season? Is it four or three? Okay. I think this is I think this is his fourth season. But, you know, he's... <laughs> you've been in the league. Be a leader, man. Be a leader. You're no longer in that rookie category anymore. You're not looked at as a young guy on the team. And I know Joel Embiid is a, a, a charismatic guy. And he has a lot of... He's, he's a very humorous guy. very entertaining to follow social media wise watching the games he's very animated he has the personality he reminds me of a of a jamaican version of shaq you know about to say that i was just about to say that like yeah he's like shaq 2.0 but he's not he doesn't have the 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 star you know quality that shaq had or star personality um but like i said at the end of the day do you care about winning or do you care about exactly? Or do you care about your touches and your, you know, how they're winning? Or, or you know, I want to win, but I want to win on my terms. It's like you're winning. No, you know what I winning. mean. Like, like, yeah. you know, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and, come, come over to the Chicago Bulls, Joel and B, and, 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 
you'll get all the touches you want, but you, you ain't gonna have a winning record. Exactly. You know, are you gonna be happy with that? I think not. Sure ain't. And and, and also, you gotta. Re- does he realize that? Okay, this is a trial era for Jimmy. Like he's trying to figure out what he's gonna do. But because next season he's got him, he's got some decisions he's got to make whether he want to stay with Philly and take the big contract with Philly or go somewhere else. And you want to ruin that chance by complaining about your numbers and complaining about what you know your coach is limiting to you doing while Jimmy's on the floor. Like that's come on, dude. Just just eat. Just live in the moment, man. And he hasn't. Jimmy hasn't even been on a team that long. Like. Maybe your coach is trying to see what works before it's before the season really ramps up. You know what I mean? And y'all hit that home stretch going into the playoffs. Like maybe he's trying to figure out what works for Jimmy. Like you know what Jimmy could do, what Jimmy can't do. Like while while you got your starting five on the floor. Like like you know this is a it's a long season. Man. It's a long. Season. Right, you got plenty of time to figure it out. Right, right. But 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 in the process, shut up and figure it out. Don't complain, and then want people to just bow to your feet and say oh we'll make changes for you and be you know oh, I'm so sorry we made right, you cry yeah, it don't work that way unless your name is LeBron James like it don't work that way like like exactly. like, like oh uh I, <laughs> I have you ever seen the movie paid in full yes I, I, I wasn't one of my favorites but you know I vaguely remember a few scenes in the movie you know like like remember the part where Mitch went off on his workers and he was like oh yeah like, I man, y'all, gonna, that. y'all gonna be looking, looking for us in Queens <laughs> you gonna be playing for the Wizards or the Nets man right like hold it down in Philly man like like, like come on man enough of this yeah crazy oh real quick before we go to the next um, drama topic Moment of silence for Markel Folks. <laughs> <laughs> and his shoulder. And his shoulder. What is going yeah. on? It's the shoulder, man. It, it, he's got this weird case of... Uh, I looked it up on YouTube, what he was going through. And I, I, it, it does like, have a lot sounds, to do with his shooting motion. It sounds like... I'll be honest with you, dude. I, I, I read the article, too. It sounds like a made-up disease, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that disease doesn't exist. I just doubt he has it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's he's got this. That's this is one. He's having one of the weirdest careers I've ever seen of a basketball player. I, I heard they tried to deal him to the Phoenix Suns, and the Phoenix Suns was like, "No way." They don't want that trash. Yeah, I, they don't want that I trash. I like, no, not at all. No, I wouldn't take it either, man. I hey, I ain't, I ain't mad at the Phoenix Suns for for turning that down. I mean, they already bad enough. We don't need to add <laughs> Markel folks. Man, they trying to tank. They trying to tank for Zion, man. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, up next, man, this drama in Chicago is starting to brew up a little bit. Players a little disgruntled over Coach Boylan and how he handling the team. In regards to his practices, in regards to how he treated them when they got blown out by Boston on Saturday, taking out the whole starting five and putting in the bench, and then making the basically justifying his actions by saying Greg Popovich do it all the time. What's your take on this whole Chicago uh, 
beef that's going on between the players and the coach? I got to say, man, I got to side with the coach. I, I'm on. I'm with you on this one, but go ahead. You cannot get blown out by 56 points and not expect some sort of a recourse, man. Like, like none of none of the people on the Bulls roster have a bad day. But the players, how your coach is responding in practice about y'all being trash. Okay, like it's it 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 a little league team. If, if a college boy or a high playing as bad as the Bulls are getting blown out like the Bulls are getting blown out, they coach would, would be putting them through the ring. Like, yeah, they would. Paid, y'all are getting paid millions of dollars to play ball. Y'all not, you would you would look at their record and think they're tanking. But when you look at how their roster is constructed, they're not constructed like a, a team that's trying to tank. You just gave Jabari Parker $20 million for one year. You just matched. Uh, you just matched Zach Levine's uh, offer for what was it? Eighteen million or twenty? Eighty-five million. Or eight, oh, yeah, well, total eighty-five million. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like clearly they're not trying to tank. They're trying to build some sort of core uh, uh, that's gonna that they want to play well. So like, you know, y'all y'all are terrible, man. Y'all got the same record as the as the Cavaliers. And y'all complaining, and, and, and it's like, I thought, when I heard they complaining, I, I thought that they were going to reveal something a lot juicier than they did. Oh, he made us practice real long. He made us push up. It's like, and like, I thought y'all were going to say he made y'all walk on broken glass or something. Like, like, no right. y'all need to practice. Man, I, I was listening to some of the things that he was doing. The only thing, when I was listening to all the things that they were complaining about, the only thing that I didn't agree with that Coach Bowler was doing was having them going through film room after a loss right after the game. Now, that's a little extreme. I don't agree with that because it's still the heat of the moment. You upset. Nobody don't want to hear, you know, right after the game. You need, you need that loss to marinate first, and then the next day, you know, you could take it a little bit better watching film on all the mistakes that you made. But other than that, dude, it's, I, I, I compare it to this. You know how, um, say you on a job, man, you got that one, you got a super cool boss, right? And But the boss was just trash at his job, and you knew he was trash at his job, but you just like the fact that he a cool boss. He lets you get away with some things, give you the vacation time that he normally gives you. But then you got that assistant manager that's like always a, a, a jerk and try to act like he the real manager of the company. And you kind of like, man, you know, nobody listen to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm letting my manager know you, you out here acting reckless trying to, you know, push rank over me. You know, you know, this, that and the other. And then the next thing you know, that real cool manager either get fired or quit or find another job. And then they promote that the assistant manager as your manager and now all of a sudden he's getting all strict and everything and you gotta abide by his rules and, and you a little disgruntled I think that's the same situation that's happened in Chicago like everybody knew Hoiberg wasn't that great of a coach he, was, he wasn't tough on his players he was a lenient guy and you know you, you heard rumors that Boylan was kind of like coaching the team so, so to speak while Hoiberg was there but, you know, he didn't really He didn't do a lot to overstep Hoiberg, he was just Basically, oh, I think We should do this, I think we should do that He was more vocal out of all the assistant coaches 
and you know players wasn't really probably wasn't really feeling boiling but then now that he got the job now you know it's like boiling wants to get these guys with these guys in the shape and doing stuff that Hoiberg wasn't doing and they not taking it well and these are grown men dude like y'all should we practice the man wants y'all to practice practice it, it, the man sees that y'all getting y'all butts kicked night in and night out and that what Hoiberg was doing wasn't working so let the man do his thing man stop complaining and what makes it me even more upset is that Zach Levine is in the yeah, middle of he, all this uh, complaining he, about he got, Hoiberg he got that I don't know man he got that light skin syndrome man he like <laughs> you light skin I, I, I am but not really you know what I you know what I mean? Like, like, like Zach Levine appears to be like this super sensitive dude and very touchy and very just oh, emotionally so moody, man. Like, what, what, what's the deal with that dude? Like, like, you know, I can see if you, you put in ten years in the league, you a brand new all star, but it's like you coming in fresh, you know, acting like you got all this cool, man. Like, no, you, you ain't putting no work in these streets, man. You ain't got nothing like that. Your name will print out your. Zach already had got an Otis Award for me earlier in, in season one, so I don't mind giving him another award for wearing that that <laughs> Otis perfume, the essence of Otis. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it, whatever. It, 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 y'all suck, y'all suck. Y- y'all suck. Listen to y'all, coach. I mean, bowling ain't. And true enough, bowling ain't. Ain't Greg Popovich, and I thought he was kind of bold to compare himself to Popovich, but like, you know, if he's got a point, hey, if you if you're down 17 to nothing in the beginning of the game, and the starters are playing like trash, yeah, pull all of them. Okay, take them all out, pull all of them. They playing like trash, 17 to nothing. That I mean, that speaks volumes. That's hey, three more points, and and that's skunk rule, right? That applies to the NBA. It don't apply to the NBA, but then pick up basketball. You can, you lose twenty to nothing. It's yeah. on to the next game. So, garbage, man. The next one, the next drama that I'm gonna um, focus on because I'm getting a headache <laughs> talking about these Bulls is <laughs> Rudy Gobert is making news, man. He's attacking the referees. He's saying that he's being unfairly hated on by the referees. What's your um, thoughts on that, I, man? I think he has a point, man. Like. That game, what, what was it? He got ejected. What was it? Three? And he got ejected. Yeah. the first quarter. Because I looked at the film. I didn't. What, what, what happened? It was a hard foul. and It wasn't a hard foul, but it was a foul call. And, and Rudy Gobert has been. I think it's something that has been blowing up into that point with Rudy Gobert. I think it was more a frustration thing for him. And he kind of lost his cool. And the referee ended up ejecting him from the game. So now he's went on and complained that uh, that the referees have been on him, that they have been they've been coaching him a little bit, they've been refing him a little bit tougher than other players. He feels like other centers have gotten away with more calls than he has, and he's the and you know what it is is you know he won Defensive Player of the Year last year. And so he wants a little bit more respect, which is understandable. He earned those strikes. But, you know, uh, I, I think he has a point. Yeah, yeah. There's no need to eject somebody three minutes into the game. Like, give him a tech or something, but, like, don't eject him. Yeah. He, he had got he, he got called 
for a foul on an opening jump ball. That's what happened. And the next thing you know, uh, Steven Adams all but ripped Gobert's arm loose from his shoulder socket, hooked his arm, locking into it, and pulling Gobert to the ground. The whistle came, and Gobert was called for the foul. Gobert complained in the postgame again, this time saying after talking with the league of office and individual refs with no satisfactory response and ongoing whistles being blown against him, he might be forced to take justice into his own hands, elbows, hips, forearms, and fists. Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rui Gobert is what seven yeah, three. Like seven, what, seven, seven, two. Yeah, you know, um, he got He just got to find a way to adapt. You know, this 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 happens all the time. Other players have been able to work around it. The, 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 uh, he needs to get in the gym with like a Charles Barkley or like a Jack, someone who can kind of train him how to like make your presence felt without just like call for fouls all the time. There's there's ways to not not get caught yeah. and jab at people, you know, like um, he needs to yeah, he just needs to adapt and, and kind of figure that out. But he, he definitely has a point. We it just ain't no secret. Mm-hmm. We all know the refs are, are partial sometimes to certain teams and certain players and Well well the Jazz have had history of being kind of slated. Fans have accused the NBA of, of slating, you know, slating them. Especially after last year's series against Houston. Where they felt like they walked away from that series feeling like Houston got a lot of favorable calls because everybody want to see Houston and Golden State in the, in, in the Western Conference Finals. So, I mean, Utah has been kind of that city, that team that's been kind of the the black sheep of the family of the NBA for years. I don't know if it's the curse of Carl Malone and John Stockton, but, you know, it is what it is in Utah. Yeah. You know, my question, my question to you is. Do you think Donovan Mitchell is going to spend his whole career um, there? It, it would it would be nice, but I doubt, it. I doubt it. I I could see him. I doubt it too, man. A break for like LA or um, maybe even like a Miami or a yeah. I wouldn't be so. No, no, I was I was trying to team like that. He's but that. Like, I think he's going to fall wherever he's at. He's not going to make a step away. Nobody's saying anything. Yeah. Unless you're John Stockton. And Carl Malone didn't even think. Right, right, right. He left. Trying to rain face. You know? So, it is what it is. So, uh, Boston, the Boston Celtics, don't look now, but here they come. They're 17 and 10. Uh, you think they got their feedback? I on do, them? but I gotta put a caveat on that. Uh, the New Orleans, what you got? Where they beat the Pelicans? No, Gordon right. Hayward, no Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I didn't know and that. I didn't see that game. Um, that mm. is the Boston Celtics roster that needs to be playing. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but like. Kyrie Irving is not the point guard for that team. Um, Gordon Hayward is, mm-hmm. is just really, really expensive trade bait at this point. You just, I think, I think you can trade him. You just got to find someone who doesn't mind paying him, really believes in him. But with him playing the way he's playing now, like I, I think, I think his his stock is kind of dropped in the game. So, so 
Um, you know, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, like, I, I if I were the Celtics, I would not offer Kyrie a max deal after this. Oh, they would be dumb to do that. That that would that, would, that wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Kyrie looked if good he last wants night. To walk bro. away. Hey, let him walk. Let him walk. Yeah. I mean, I think he's been talking under his breath that he I know he came out in the beginning of the season and told the fans he's dedicated to Boston. But, you know, anybody can say that, you know, uh, but I'm looking at the I'm looking at Boston's schedule, their upcoming games. They've won seven in a row. They're currently in fifth place. And I want to ask you a question. By the end of December, will they be back in the top three in the East? So I'm going to rip off the games. And I'm gonna let you 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 let me know when a loss. All right. All right. First, the next game is Atlanta. A win at home at Detroit. A win. Phoenix at home. Win. All right. After Phoenix, we got home. That's a loss. That's a loss. Uh, Charlotte. That's a win. That's a loss? That's a win. Or a win. A win? Okay, gotcha. Philly at home. That's a that's a loss. That's a that's a loss? Yeah. I said Philly, that's the Philly game is a loss for them. Okay, Philly game is a loss. Then they go on the road for a three game road swing. Houston. They'll win. Memphis. They'll win. They'll win Memphis. They'll win in Memphis? Okay. San Antonio on the road. They'll lose that. They'll lose that one? Okay. So you got them losing to San Antonio, Houston, Philly. Did you say you got them losing to Charlotte? No? Okay. So those are only... Those are only losses that you... Oh, Milwaukee. You got them losing to Milwaukee. So that's four losses... So you got four losses, one, two, three, four, five, six wins. So they could go six and four this stretch. They'll be 23 and 14. So that should put them in the top four, maybe, if things transpire the way it should. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that's that that sounds good. I mean, I think I think the Boston Celtics are gonna bounce back. Um it's going to take some time because they dug themselves in quite a hole with the way they struggled. But, uh, yeah, I just – I think they still need to make one more move before the trade deadline. And they have to basically downsize. I think they need to downsize in order for it to work. Yeah, for them to be competitive with Philly or or Toronto. Yeah, it, it'll be addition by subtraction with them, like – they they gotta figure it out. Like we all, I think everyone knows the answer to the Boston conundrum, but nobody really wants that wants to enact this. Like, right? You know what I mean? It's like it's like when D Money was on the roof, man. Nino knew he had to do him, but he, <laughs> you know he didn't he just didn't want to. <laughs> hey, but he had to do it though. He did it. Yeah, yeah. He did it. You know, Nino had to. You don't have to take him out. Take him out. You know what I mean? Because he was reckless. So, at the end of the day, that's what she had. You got to do what you got to do. And Danny Ainge has done it before, man. Danny's not shy about letting guys go. 
So he going to do whatever it takes to make the Celtics better. He's a Celtics first type of guy. He's all about Celtic pride over players. So he going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And if it, you know, and then it'll make for all it's going to do at the end of the day is make for an interesting offseason. We'll see what's going to happen with Kyrie. But if you ask me, the move so, that needs to be made. Uh, right moving. Now, I'm sorry. Uh, it, I feel like it should happen. Or else you're going to let him walk free. So it is what it is. Or, I don't know. I mean, you have to trade some assets off that bench, too. But And then on, another thing that I want to include in this this Boston run is that Al Horford is not playing That's either. True. And he's still going to be out for a couple of games. So uh, they just put out a report yesterday. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, up next, moving on to uh, the NFL. Just briefly touching on a couple of topics. Uh, I just want to ask you a question. I know, I know, I mentioned him earlier in season two, and I said he, he's a fellow light-skinned <laughs> brethren by the name of Patrick Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> in the hood, we say in, in, in the hood we say Mahomes. Uh, downtown Where Chicago in the loop, they say Mahomes. But uh, where, where they at? Where they at? <laughs> we right here. Jay. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, how you feel about it, man? Do you think he gonna be the uh, first light skinned cat to win it's NFL possible. MVP? Like, like, you know, for I, I, I. It's no secret. I, I don't keep up with the NFL like that. But, like, all, all the highlights I'm seeing and looking at Kansas City's record, like, I, I don't see why not. Like, did, didn't uh, didn't Cam Newton get the MVP a couple years ago? Yep, yep. Oh, but he dodged skin, though. He dodged <laughs> skin. He dodged He ain't waffle He ain't, ain't light-skinned uh, in it. No. <laughs> right. Not the wheat waffles. <laughs> the butter. The buttermilk waffles. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's possible, man. It's possible. Like that. Uh, the NFL, man, they 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 so shady, though, man. It's like if he doesn't win it, it wouldn't surprise me. But I can't think. Of a, I can't think of a better candidate. They, um, the only person I would say that that is that that I wouldn't be mad at if he won over Mahomes, Mahomes, is Drew Brees. That's the only person I would say. Okay, I can't get mad at that. Drew's had a really good season this year. But other than that, man, this dude, man, this dude's doing stuff, man. I call him Steph. I call him the Steph Curry of the NFL, man. This dude's throwing across his body. He's throwing no look passes. He's throwing sidearm passes. The man's throwing underarm passes. Like this dude is doing it all, man. And then and, and he had a crazy performance against Baltimore on Sunday, where they were down by ten, and he just he just went off in the fourth quarter, man. Forced overtime, they end up getting the win, like. This dude is this dude is showing improving, man. Like he's showing improving. Um, unlike many will try to make the comparison to Mr. Trubisky here in Chicago. He had three interceptions in in, in the Sunday night game against the Rams, and, and I was listening won. to sports and radio, and and they still won, and they still won. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, stop complaining, man. It was a cold night. Both both defenses actually played pretty well. Um, but the, the Bears' defense is just on another level, man. They're, they shut down a team that almost averages 40 points a game. 
and they did this without Mac playing at his at the highest level. Like these dudes, these dudes are are, are going after it, man. And if they again, I said this last week, this not the game I'm worried about. I said the next game that I'm worried about, the only game that I worry about this year is the Green Bay game. If they beat Green Bay Sunday, they win the division. Do you think the Bears will beat the Green Bay Packers on Sunday? I don't know. <laughs> they the bear with Green Bay, man. It's just you don't know about Green Bay. They got the Bears. I don't want. To they beat about, Atlanta pretty convincingly last Atlanta. week. I don't want to hear. I know Atlanta's trash. I know they trash, but you know Green Bay is a different animal. They are division rivals. They, they're. No, I'm saying, I'm saying oh, oh, Green okay, Bay beat okay. Atlanta last week. The Bears didn't play Atlanta this year. I, I, I'm just saying the Bears. I mean, they beat the the uh, Packers beat Atlanta pretty convincingly last week. They put up 34 on the board, so it looked like it looked like the new coach is giving Aaron Rodgers a little bit more freedom. Which so is a, which is going into this thought. Bears game, I'm a little worried. Um, yeah. Hey man, the the, the 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 Green Bay Packers, if they don't do anything else right in the duration of this season, they'll beat the Bears. They'll, and they'll beat the Bears. This is here in Washington Library, State and Van Buren. Like this is what Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers take pleasure in doing. Like sucking the win out of out of the bed. Like, even, if, even if they don't make the Washington Library. Hey, man, it's a coin toss. It's a coin mm-hmm. toss. I know the Bears are playing good right now, but it's the it's the Packers. Dude. Remember what I was saying about teams playing up uh, to their competition and, and kicking it up a notch? Green Bay mm-hmm. do that. Too. Right. Yeah. Hakeem Hicks is already talking trash um, about the Packers and saying that, oh, we still remember the first game of the season. So, uh, you know, I, I'm with you in. I'm I'm actually confident that the Bears are going to beat the Packers this Sunday, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Uh, I think they I, I, they have the home field to their advantage. Now, it's not going to be cold. I heard it's going to be like, in a, I think it's going to be almost 50 on Sunday. So it's going to be decent weather. So it's not going to be one of those quote-unquote overrated the most overrated statement that i've ever heard as a sports fan is bare weather that is the most overrated statement that i've ever heard in my life there's no such thing as bare <laughs> weather um but <laughs> Tra- <laughs> stupid what Tra- bare weather bear like what come on cold, dude like so what, man? Dude, it's, it's cold in New York. It's cold in New England. It's cold in... It's, 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 you know, so what? You know, it's not fair weather. It's cold in Green Bay, right? So I don't want to... I'm not sold on the whole weather thing, but uh, I think the Bears' defense is going to show up this Sunday. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be uh, like last week. But... Uh, I got I got the Bears by a field okay. goal, so y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard it here first. Um, we're gonna move on to our table, our table discussion. I, hey, I'm real actually quick, excited real about quick, this music table discussion. discussion. We're gonna pay some bills with a quick commercial break. Right back. I want you to buy my new fried chicken. That is show enough. 
I used to work for the Pentagon. Now I help you to get your chicken on. And for a limited time only, order an eight-piece nappy meal and get a 32-ounce malt liquor absolutely free. You be buying, yeah, yeah, we be frying. General's chicken, the best chicken in love. Introducing the Nappy Meal from GFC. This chicken is the bomb. At the General's, we do chicken right on. All right, be right back. Cool. All right, man. So, uh, I wanted to talk about our list. Last week, I got a little carried away with our soul list. I just want to throw in. <laughs> I do want. I will say. I will mention this. Chris Wynn. The, the pot father, he kind of put us on blast last week, told us he was upset of, at us for not uh, including music soul child in our conversation. I I, re- I actually listened, I went back and listened to our podcast. You know, you know who else? Oh, real, real quick. Soul child. Uh, uh, the, the originator of this whole George podcast Lawson. thing. Um, one, I forgot. It was, a, it was a terrible oversight on my part. Lucy Pearl's out. Washington and Wells is next. Doors open on. Oh man, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. Yes, that was. And Raphael Sadiq had contributed. Uh, had, if, if, if I could redo my that album, too. I would probably take Dwelle's album off and put the Lucy Pearl on. I can agree with that. I, I don't. I don't yeah. see a problem with that. I don't see a. I don't see a problem with that at all. Uh, one more honorable mention before we go into our. Uh, Hip hop producers, Guapale. Oh, I forgot to mention her too, man. She she was dope too, man. She had a she kind of looked at like Lisa Bonet, but a little darker. But yep. you know, she was dope. She was dope. She didn't have a classic album though. She had some. She had a few hits, but you know, she's just an honorable mention just because you know she did she did a lot of soul. She did. She's. It's pretty, pretty easy on the eyes, so I have to throw that. But let's get let's get back to uh, we're we gonna talk about guys that's not easy on the eyes, look wise, cause no homo, we don't do we don't go we don't we don't roll like that. But uh, top five most underrated producers, I had an issue. I did I too, man. This, I, I man. did too, cause I, I had ten names. But I did narrow it down to five. I'm, I'm comfortable with the five. I did narrow it down to. I just had to go with like longevity, consistency. Um, you know, just that. That's what I went with. So for the rest, I had ten names, but okay, five. I can just roll with the five in no particular order. Okay, we can okay. get some honorable so, mentions going. So I'll start off with my top five, then I'll go with my five honorable mentions. This is in no particular order. Um, in my top five, I have DJ Spinner. Um, DJ Spinner is the first one. He was one half of the group Jig Masters. He's dropped numerous uh, remix projects, uh, instrumental albums. Uh, he's got good stuff, man. Very, very consistent. He's very patient. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, all right. So I named man, oh, Anchor's trying to cancel us, dude. I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not having this, dude. This is terrible. <laughs> 
Hey, man, you might have to knock somebody down a flight of stairs again, man. Man, dude. Pull a cutty on him. I'm have to pull this cutty on him, man. <laughs> Put on my black jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be a friend. All right, so I named off DJ Spinner. Um, okay. Mad Lib, he's another one. Um, just, okay. just, just, just Google his discography. He's got he's got albums under different names and monikers, like but one of the best in the game. Um, another yeah. one a lot of people don't know about DJ Mighty Mind. He was the uh, producer for the rap group The High and Mighty in the late '90s, and um, he was the in-house producer for Eastern Conference Records in the early 2000s. He just produced a lot of heat. Uh, he put in uh, another one is a relatively new cat, but he's He's like, oh man, he's just mind blowing to me. Like, it's very consistent. Apollo Brown. Um, <laughs> ten, ten years, yes. Ten years from now, Apollo Brown will still be turning out heat. I guarantee you. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Number five, I have Prince Paul. Prince Paul is a is a producer that does not not get enough credit, man. Like. He's up there with the premieres and the P-Rocks. He has an incredibly polished sound. He has an incredibly diverse sound. He over-delivers on man. He just, he, he's a dude, he knows how to create a move. He knows how to lay a backdrop for a story. And he just, he takes chances, man. And it's, 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 it's always dope. It's always dope. I'm going to just run through my, my, my honorable mentions since we run out of time. My five honorable mentions, Large Professor, um, The Beat Nuts. Crisis, Marco Polo, and Ant from Atmosphere. Oh, dope, dope, dope. So, so that was your top five. Yeah, my top five: DJ Spinner, Mad Lib, DJ Mighty Mai, Apollo Brown, and Prince Paul. Okay, got you, got you. So, um, here, here are my honorable mentions. Um, this, this, I'm gonna throw this, in a, Mad this the whole foods list right here, y'all. It's the Whole Foods list right here. <laughs> it's the vegan list. Um, <laughs> that's right, man. No barbecue, no ribs, you know, no pulled pork, none of that stuff is going to be on this list. So if you're looking for some Timberland, you're looking for Dr. Dre and, and Pharrell, you you listening to the wrong podcast. Y'all need to go listen to Top 40 or something. You know what I mean? You ain't going to find that on this list. <laughs> Uh, my honorable mentions, I'm going to go Ninth Wonder. Uh, you know, I, I, it, 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 here's the thing. This is an underrated producer list. And I think Ninth Wonder is no longer underrated. He's starting to be known a little bit more now. He's teaching school. I don't know if you know he's teaching school. Yeah, he's, he's a, a professor teacher now. At, uh, he's a professor at one of those Ivy League schools. Yeah, yeah, he is. I actually cut one of the students from his class, man, and he said, man, it's, it's a dope class. It's a dope class. So, but uh, yeah, Ninth Wonder, I'm going to throw him as an honorable mention, but he's no longer an underrated producer. Um, I'm with you on Mad Lib. He's not underrated to me anymore. He was back in his time, but, you know, he's basically developed as a go-to producer for most rappers in the game. I'm going to throw in um, LP. Two. This is your mention or your list? He's my honorable mention. Okay. I think LP is a very underrated producer, man. Like, he gets, 
he doesn't get enough credit for the work that he's put in the past and even on uh, the projects that he's done um, with Killer Mike. Like he, he's 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 a beast uh, behind the MPC, and I always appreciated his work. But here, yeah, he's, he's has a sound. One thing I want to say about LP, he has a sound that cannot be duplicated. Oh no, no way, no way. He the samples that he come up with, you be like, how did he do that? Like who? What what record store did he find these samples at? Like, what? Is, what? I think he goes across. I think he really, really puts in uh, work to find a sound that that basically differentiate differentiate his sound from everyone else's. So that's what I appreciate about him. And I like the DJ Spinner tags. Who, real, real quick, LP's uh, uh, sophomore album "I'll Sleep When You're Dead." By the way, so dope. No samples on that album. No samples. The, I thought it was samples. That was all original production. Wow. That, man, man, you about to make me go back and listen to that now, man. That's dope. But I'm going to go. Here's my underrated list. Here's my top five. At number five, I got Crisis. I feel like Crisis has always been the most overlooked producer from that Justice League squad back in the uh, mid 2000s. You know, Night Wonder was the man. When little brother came out and you know they were killing the game you know crisis was kind of being overlooked when they did a lot of their compilation projects a lot of people thought you know ninth wonder produced all those compilation projects and i'm like no you like crisis the, the stuff the, the beats that crisis was putting on in in particular chitlin circuit there were beats that crisis put on there that i thought were better than some of the beats ninth wonder put on there. i would definitely agree i would definitely there's Man. a lot of beats that people think Knife Wonder produced that Crisis. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I, 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 I'm, I got uh, Crisis as uh, at number five. At number four, you took one of mine's. I got Prince Paul. Prince Paul is to me still the most slept on, most underappreciated producer of all time. All the work that he put into that in the early '90s, even in the late '90s and early 2000s, he. He have he, he he's to me. I just feel like he's always been overlooked, and he's never been uh, the type of guy that kind of pushes himself out there. But I mean, Prince Paul is a beast. And here's a little side note: a lot of people don't know this, but when the Brooklyn Nets moved, when the New Jersey Nets moved to Brooklyn, Prince Paul was um, Brooklyn's DJ for their games. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. He started off. Jay Z hired him to be the DJ for Brooklyn Nets games during the first during their first season in Brooklyn. Now they're using another guy now, but to kick it off because um, I remember going, watching. I remember that the first season that the Brooklyn Nets were a team in Brooklyn, they played the Bulls in the playoffs when they when Nate Robinson had that classic series and. The, the road games I remember watching when the Bulls played Brooklyn on the road and I'm like man who who playing these I mean he's playing like some cuts during the, some of the basketball games and I'm like man and then somebody told me oh yeah that's Prince Paul I'm like what it's like yeah Jay-Z hired him and uh Prince Paul has been their uh DJ for their games so I'm like wow that's that's amazing okay but yeah I got Prince Paul I got Prince Paul at number four at number three, I got DJ Shadow. Mm. DJ Shadow is amazing. Like his last few projects 
have been if you haven't listened to any of his music go on spotify go on apple music wherever you wherever you download music at and pull up his um all of his albums amazing work uh at number two i got rjd2 Mm, okay again okay, okay. And, and you actually you're the one that put me up on rjd2 so, like almost, he almost made the list but like he hasn't really dropped anything in years like that's true that's true but he is definitely a worthy candidate definitely a- well i'll take that back and he did come out with an album two years ago that was actually pretty good i forgot the name of it i'll get the name later on and i'll probably just shoot you a direct message of it but it, it, it was it was pretty decent um and then number one number one on my list of most underrated the most underrated producer of all time is havoc really i got havoc man havoc used to get no respect even when mob d during mob d success everybody talk about mob d but no one ever, and people always talk about how hot their production is, but Havoc would never get credit for it. Like, <laughs> he would never get credit for it. And Havoc has dropped, like, jewels on other people's, you know, people have used him on uh, other people's, you know, albums and everything. And, and Havoc, if you li- go back and listen to Infamous, go back and listen to, to On Earth, like, <laughs> dude. He was a beast, man. Yeah, Havoc, Havoc definitely has some hits. Like, he didn't make my list only because, like, again, like, longevity was a was a huge, like, factor in, in compiling my list. And I just feel Havoc just kind of, he petered, he seemed to peter out, like, yeah. towards the 2000s. But, you know, whatever. I, I respect that list. I respect that list. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna take it apart. Yeah. Uh, the person that almost made the list was Alchemist. Mm. Um, I think Alchemist was dope, and that that was about it. That's all that didn't make the cut. Another one that almost made my honorable mentions. Um, oh no, uh, who was? Oh, I forgot about him. Who was actually Madlib's brother? Um, dude's got some. He's got some tasty treats, man. Like, yeah, he's got. He- I just wish his. I wish his discography was a little bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, I, I, I like this. You know, I just wanted to touch on this because I, th- I thought, you know, we always talk about top producers. I know you had a show on vibes and stuff about top producers and everything. And you know, you hit a Dillas, you hit a Ninth Wonders, you hit a Dre's and all that. But let's 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 appreciate some of these producers that didn't get enough shine that are still putting pulling out heat to this day, or was putting out heat when they were hot but still didn't get credit or be mentioned among the top producers so and then i'm oh one more tag too i'm gonna throw in another honorable mention before i forget i know you'll probably disagree with me on this one but uh he was he was he was key to the success of dipset heat makers man i thought you know i thought they kind of bit the style of of just blaze a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) you ain't like heat makers in um they they sounded like they were like you said like they were biting someone else like yeah they seem to be biting yet just blaze and kanye too much to me like like i thought there a lot of their stuff was like like just blaze and kanye beats that no one else wanted to be quite honest 
Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. But they were, I mean, they, they did help, you know, somewhat, you know, the dip set kind of get a little success in the early 2000s. But, you know, I just wanted to throw them out there. I mean, I was, I, I, I did, I was guilty of liking some of their beats. So I'm not going to sit here and act like in front like I didn't. Plus, I, I honestly, I used to listen to Dipset just to get a good laugh. I didn't really listen to Dipset because I liked Dipset. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's that's pretty much how I view them. Uh, okay. That's pretty much. But, man, man getting on, um, we probably, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time because I'm going to have to go into work soon. So we're going to hold off on the jerk chicken food segment to the next show. Okay. I really want to get into that topic, but yeah, we, we don't have enough time. We, we spent too much time talking about my homies. My homies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into this Otis say. I just want to real quick, a big Otis award, the, the Essence of Otis award. I, should we change it to Essence of Otis? <laughs> yeah, we, we could, man. We could. <laughs> we could do whatever we want to do. <laughs> okay, let's, let's let's change it to the Essence of Otis award. So the Essence of Otis award goes, and we mentioned them earlier in the show. We don't have to go too deep into it. But uh, Kyle Lowry, dog, stop complaining, man. Y'all the best team in the East. So what your manager traded your best friend man get over it dude you're winning you lead the league in assists uh you got the one of the best players in the league on your team you, your team just blew leave it alone man your general manager is all about business man it's, it's a business first friends second dude that's what this league is all about if you can't take it man just you know and and, and, and just 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 leave it alone man just Go out there, win games, do your job. There's this thing that was created called cell phones. You can call DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> y'all could hook up <laughs> and, and kick it. I mean, it's not like y'all just ain't on the same team. But y'all can still kick it. Y'all still friends. You know, it's just be a long distance relationship. That's hey, all. man, kick it in the summer, man. Yeah. Do do y'all thing. Get on a um, banana boat like you know LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and all of them. <laughs> so uh, you got any awards you want to give? I out? got nothing, man. I got these records I've been bumping. Oh yeah, let's go. Let's get it. what you've been bumping. All right, man. So I've been bumping. You ever heard of this old school uh, blues artist named Durando? No. Oh man, you got to get on Durando, man. D A R O N D O. Um, he's got an album that came out nineteen seventy two. I want to say called "Listen to My Song," the Music City Sessions. I've also Okay. I've been bumping. Um, he has a song called "Didn't I." Okay. Google it, YouTube it. When you, when it comes on, you're gonna recognize it immediately. Um, I've also been bumping the Ayatollah, uh, some Ayatollah instrumental albums. I've been bumping. Dope. Now playing, listen and louder. Uh, okay. I've also been bumping Murs, uh, Strange Journey into the Unimaginable. Got you. Got you. I got a. Uh... I'm, I'm actually getting my instrument top instrumental hip hop albums um, list together. So Are we gonna uh, do that next I'm week just, or the week after? Yeah, we could do it next right. week. I've actually been preparing for it, so I should be done. But so I'm gonna just ram off a list of albums that I've been listening to. Just, just about four that I'm gonna highlight. Kaifer Happy Sad, uh, his producer, really good man. The Happy Sad album came out this year. Uh, very dope instrumental. Um, 
Up next, I got uh, Oblive. I, I think I recommended this before. Uh, Retrospective. I gave that another listen. I also gave Eloquent, the Baker's Dozen project. I gave that another listen. That is a great album. That might that might be number one on my list. I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. But I forgot how good that album was, man. I was bumping that all summer, and I went back to it and been listening to it. And then also Eric Eric Loud. Oh, he's dope. Eric Loud Examples Volume Two just came out. Dropped like a, a month ago. That's working its way up into the top five. Excellent. That, have you heard the first volume examples? Yeah, I did. Eric Lau, he he's dope, but he he can get a little sleepy for me. Yeah, this one's this one's better than the first. One. Okay, okay. I didn't. I mean, I liked the, the first examples, but it, it wasn't like I, I agree with you. It wasn't that good, but he stepped it up with his uh, volume two. Yeah, like for so me, so. I like them hard hitting beats, man. You know, I don't like that vegan them vegan instrumentals that I be bumping. <laughs> Y'all drinking kale smoothies while y'all listen to this. <laughs> cool, cool. So, yeah, that's what I've been bumping, man. So, that's all I got. And um, we'll have our hip-hop instrumental countdown next week. For sure. It's going to be all about beef and jerk chicken next week, y'all. Beef and jerk chicken. What a great combination. <laughs> so... <laughs> that's a commercial, dude. We just made up a commercial. That's a yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> well, with that said, we are going to go ahead and end it on this note. Be sure to tune in next week to, to hear our top 10 and um, eat some jerk chicken, too, while you're at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going we gonna to set, set it right. We're we, we going to lay it out right. Cool, cool. Well, with that said, we'll see you on the next one. So, peace, peace, peace. This whole, oh, the last hurrah for Dwayne and LeBron, it's, it's taking over. But really what it is, it's overshadowing something that's very important that's happening to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lance effect. Lance Stevenson, the way that he changes the team. Just watch this clip, Jalen Rose. Jalen, watch this. Just watch this from Lance. Caldwell Pope, short, straight, gets his own rebound. Lonzo, what a pass, and then Lance doesn't shoot it. Lance was there to lay it in after a brilliant pass from Lonzo. Now Lance returns the favorite. Not a good decision by Lonzo. They were going full showtime there. Yeah. And it didn't work. They should pay a price for that. And they did. That, that, that serves them right. They absolutely did. Lonzo made a great pass. Lance didn't shoot it. Then he returned the favor and so made a mistake. And that look says it all. So here's the thing, is you see Lance here, why take a, a good shot when you can give up for a great shot? Lance, outlet, push the tempo. Lonzo, that's the Lance effect. That pass right there is the Lance effect. Also the Lance effect, that look on Luke Walton's face. Lance Stevenson changes basketball teams. The Lance effect is why the Lakers have been playing so well lately. Do you agree? I disagree. What? You can't be a productive player, and they're going to need him as a rotation guy actually make good decisions and be more efficient when he gets his opportunity but turnovers as well as unselfish plays do snowball and that was a perfect mm -hmm. example of that and also when you're right underneath the hoop 
and somebody gives you a dime, you gotta finish it. What are you talking about? You gotta finish it. What do you mean? Zold gave him a dime. What if you can upfake and then pass to your colleague who's also covered? People like you highlighting plays like this for Lance that watched him in the kingdom, that know the eighth grader, that love Born Red, that have a Lance tattoo on his buttocks. When you highlight these plays, you know what you're gonna do, right? You, you know what you're gonna do. You know what you're gonna do. You're gonna make us start paying attention. And you know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. Right? You'll start getting DMVs. The, the minutes. You know that, right? <laughs> I wanna make a couple things clear. One, I support Lance forever. Two, I do not have a Lance tattoo on my butt. That's <laughs> Taylor Rose just said. Just wanna make that very clear.
troubles Oh, uh-huh.